All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to uh, to the patch rundown. Uh, we haven't done one of these since 6.1, uh, but now it's back and we're trying it as a podcast format. Uh, my guest, of course, I can't do patch rundown without Aiden Zyrene Moon, who's over here. Aiden, say what's up. Yeah, what's up? You're literally yeah. incapable of doing them. Yeah, right? I know. I just goes so. well. If if I begin to say patch rundown, Aiden like slides into my DMs. It's like, hey man, where's uh, the? I heard you're uh, doing six. Can I get the patch notes or something? Uh, we also have a designer on the live gameplay team, Best Falco at Riot Games, uh, Wes Smash uh, Smash Gizmo Ruddle. What's up, Patrick? How's everyone doing out there? And uh, and then our special guest uh, James Bach, he, uh, also known as Static, the Static Shiv himself, uh, lead designer can. of Champion Update. I never actually said because we can. By the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the best thing you've ever said. Even though yeah. you've never said. Uh, let it. the record show from that one Spatsy video. He never said because we can. Uh, yeah. So so we're here talking about six point ten, the patch after uh, mid season. So something that we're gonna try today that we uh, didn't really do in the show because of time constraints is we are gonna try and actually go through every single change. You know, we're gonna talk context, we're gonna talk impact, things like that. Just kind of some general thoughts and insights. Uh, and all of you listening, there should be, uh, by the time this comes out, some annotations for you, either uh, commented on the SoundCloud link itself or in the description. So look out for those uh, and you'll be able to jump to whichever part of the patch notes that you want to hear talked about. So uh, let's get into it with uh, kind of the first, uh, alphabetically, uh, the first change we have, which is Anivia. It's going to be, uh, you, you know, we have some buffs to Anivia. There are going to be mana cost going down and the uh, range and radius of her ultimate going up. So so thoughts on Anivia? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, with the mid-year mage updates, we, we took a look at Anivia, and I think we, we were pretty happy with some of the game health improvements we were able to get out of that. She has to get... Um, it's it's less guaranteed that she's going to pull off stuff like her QE combo or her RE combo, yeah. I should say. Uh, and uh, there was like a lot of changes with the way items worked with her. Um, and I, I guess like it just started to feel like her mana constraints, especially on the R when it's starting so small, were kind of like just out of place once we once we got there. So right. she, it looked like she was struggling a bit after the mid-year mage update. And we're, we're just looking to do some, some basic stuff on the R to, you know... Make it start out a little bit bigger, make the mana a little bit easier on your, your mana pool, and, you know. Well, well this has kind of been Anivia's problem forever, or at least her struggle, right, is she's she's always been the, like, without blue buff champion, you feel like she falls over, and with blue buff, it feels like it's kind of impossible to siege, you know? Yeah, this is really interesting for me, is is that uh, the catalyst and Roa changes were really powerful to say the least we saw a lot of characters who love that item go up yeah and uh Cassidy and rise i think are like mm. the two biggest Terrifying. movers but exciting yeah. as well yeah. crazy anyway yeah yeah and so to see i mean, I, don't even, I haven't even actually looked at all the data or really checked everything but i think anivia must have actually taken a pretty big hit if 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 you know she's still buying row i assume she's still buying row it's was a great item on her so. yeah her, her builds have looked the same it's still the tier roa uh, mm. build tier russian roa for the most part and yeah she dropped off a little bit so what are we expecting out of these Anivia changes? I mean, they they look sizable, right? They look pretty strong. But uh, my worry has always been with Anivia is because she seems like a character that when she when she gets into the top tiers of pro play, she just kind of shuts other people out. Do you, fears, thoughts, concerns, anything like that? I think even before these changes or these buffs, that she's honestly going to be fantastic regardless i think that anivia after the changes still was doing anivia things right stunning people walls had great siege and able to stop it so this is just going to allow her to have a pattern that isn't as frustrating for the anivia player to play just like when we increase the missile speed of her auto attack and stuff like that it's just kind of getting anivia to feel less clunky yeah i think that's the uh that's kind of like the big word by the way uh to everyone listening if you want to instantly like trigger a designer use the word clunky, clunky. Yeah. that's the we were like oh no uh, it's, well, designers it's, designers spend a lot of time trying to sit there and make sure it feels good so like that's a hit hurts a lot honestly. yeah no i know but but i mean sometimes i think it's also it's it's kind of almost necessary right yeah, it's yeah. you know you you want the feedback when it well, comes. i think this is heading in that direction for nivia yeah. yeah and she's felt clunky for a lot of people for a very long time yeah, I mean, she's the original 40, right? Now. Yeah, she's, she's an original champ. 40 character, and uh, yeah, I think that a lot of what we were trying to do with the mid-year mage update was make the play for the opponents feel more fair. 
now that we've gotten there, it's time for us to be able to dial back some of the the weights, right? Like the weight training clothes of your mana cost on the old is 60 seconds, 60 mana per yeah. second. Right? Now, now that you kind of have to play maybe a little more fair of a game, yep. right? You wait for it to expand and everything. Yeah, you don't need to get everything. So, so let's let's move right along to another Rod of Ages user. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know we're gonna be talking about mages this patch, the big mage follow patch. But Aurelian Soul, newcomer. I was so excited. If you guys have been watching MSI with the Aurelian Soul mm-hmm. picks, he hasn't won yet, but he's <laughs> he's gonna get there. I believe CLG is gonna use on on the back of Aurelian Soul, gonna win the semifinals. That's that's my prediction. That is a bold oh. prediction. Yeah, but like what, I mean, so but this character. Uh, is one of the bigger question marks in our game right now because he's he's just like insane in terms of like like win rate data and like yeah. power right. But yep. if you ask players, they're like, "What? I saw like one guy play him a month ago, and I don't know. I don't really see him." Yeah, the win rate data on this guy is really really crazy. He's like numerically one of the strongest characters in our game right now. Uh, so we felt like we had to take a look at him. Uh, that being said, you, you know, he's tough to play. It, it's like it's a jarring experience trying to keep track of all of your stars and time your Q and like set up the E into Q combo. There's like a lot of stuff on him that's that's pretty tough to master. So it makes sense that people aren't seeing as much of him. But once you get there on this character and learn how to play him, he's just so powerful at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if CLG starts to see some success with him because, man really really strong dude well yeah, so he's, he's basically yeah. seen uh pretty much only nothing but nerfs mm-hmm. voice of light ended up taking a nerf where it had an 80 percent slow before which is absolutely insane on the ultimate yeah for those you don't know that's a that's a big number oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah percent and then we changed like the stun and stuff like that which actually ended up being a uh uh, solution to a trap because maxing W was better anyway. It was better the whole time. And people were maxing Q, so it's like, no, no, stop maxing Q. And he's just got a high, like a really high win rate, and people are roaming with the E and using it appropriately now. I think one of the big things about Aurelian Souls when you play it, you don't always have that like satisfying feeling when you're playing a mage champion. The Q when you like run it straight down a lane is as satisfying as it gets for him. Whereas he has a W that expands and an E. So he has like two abilities that don't really feel fantastic to use unless you have that gigantic ball following you. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of them myself recently, because uh, he he is very difficult. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he is really powerful. You feel really cool when you get a lot of your stuff off. But the uh, the changes that we have are uh, cooldown going up on Celestial Expansion, and then a little bit of damage off on the Voice of Light, the ultimate. Um, this this Celestial Expansion thing, I kind of want to ask you, and then and then I mm-hmm. want Wes, because I know you worked on these. Yep. This is this is tough because Aurelian is similar to Anivia that we just talked about, where it's like like a really high mastery champion, right? A little weird to play. We kind of ask you to, to make some different decisions on this character. But when one of these characters is out of line, how, where, how do you even begin assessing, like where to look at something like this right because this is you know you go too far and then you create like this really like we were saying really clunky experience yeah i think usually i mean i worked on live for a long time so when i when i saw like when i usually see like these champions that seem out of line i usually look to like you know where's all this ambient power coming from often like ambient damage and this character is like the the definition of ambient damage is just a walking, like, crazy meteor Sunfire storm. cape, just... Yeah, and so... Starfire cape? I mean, actually, I look at the changes, and I really like the direction of both, especially the R. I think I think, I think, think letting it just have its identity as more of, like, a CC ability is actually the right direction for it. it it's I think it's really easy as a designer to be like, I want this to CC and do damage, and it's like, uh, come on, guys. Like, there's a reason why this is on the kit. It's to keep that range for him. And the W, I think it's just allowing people to just... When I when I outplay him, quote unquote, you know, get into his, you know, trick him to either pull it in or, or try to push it out and be in the right zone, I, I probably should have some time to capitalize on the opportunity. I don't know if that's enough time, to be honest with you, especially if he gets any CDR items at all, but yeah. um, I, I like the direction of the changes for sure. Yeah, we, we don't see very much in the way of CDR items on the character. Uh, I, honestly, like, I'm still not sure if four seconds is enough time because, like, it... To clarify, right, this this cooldown starts ticking. Like, if you have your W out and you get CC'd, it's right at the beginning of the CC that the cooldown starts ticking. So, at two seconds, like, if you, like, you know, stunned this guy out of having his W up, by the time the stun wore off, 
the, the, the W is up, and then he just put it out there again. So you're saying it's not actually as impactful as you might read it? Yeah, it might read as like, oh, so I chain CC this guy, and then it's going to be four whole seconds before he can, you know, throw his stars yeah, out again. this is just not no, how it works. Not, not really, right? It's just mostly like, if you pull off one, you'll actually disrupt the the longer range threat projection that he does um, for a little bit longer. So, so last thing before we move on, uh, just because I think this guy, he's still a big mystery for people out there. Wes, how... How do you see Aurelian Soul? Like, like, what are your opinions on like where you think this character should fit in the game longer term than maybe just this patch, right? Because because if this doesn't do enough, we we might have to revisit him, right? Yeah, we might have to revisit him. Uh, I guess I see him sort of as like the more teamfight oriented version of Twisted Fate, where it's like he is a roaming mid. Uh, but he puts out a lot of damage in team fights, and mostly you want to be using your roaming rather than setting up like two v one picks on side lanes. Rather use it to set up the four v five on their turret when you rotate. From yeah, like the, the giant lane. star burst yep. attacks. And and so I, I think that that's ideally where we want to see him. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess we're going to keep trying to tune him towards that. All right, okay, Cassiopeia, James, tell me, tell me, tell me the story of what happened here. With Cassiopeia, because there, there are a lot of people. I mean, well, she is one of the, we should say, one of the four beneficiaries of a hotfix that ha- mm. is already out. When you're listening to this, it's been out for a week now mm-hmm. uh, to Vladimir Swain, uh, Malzahar, and of course Cassiopeia. But but uh, set the stage for me on this champion, James. Yeah, I mean, the, the character, we made a lot of changes to the character internally, even before she released, focusing on like, how can we make her the character just a little bit less? We use the word binary a lot just because the character, you know, once she starts going and she's just eating you, you're just like, why, why doesn't it stop? Help me, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is there anything? What did I do to deserve this? Right. And I, I think the the biggest the reason biggest reason she dropped a lot in power was that we just underestimated how powerful this W really was. I mean, it's an entirely new debuff in the game. I was personally very scared of putting it in the game. I was like, hey, you guys really want to do this? Are we going to do this? And they're like, we're doing this. I was like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. And so we, you know, we saw some matchups where like, oh man, grounded totally just disables this guy from doing his entire pattern like and then and i think we limited it so much that it didn't like have any it doesn't have any room to breathe on live right now it's really weak and so i think she just came a lot weaker than we thought she would um and now i think this is this this patch note uh, the the main two things we're doing one we're just kind of restoring some of the old q feels like pushing the q range back to where it used to be um and then the movement speed boost we i think we just made it a little bit too Honestly, it just it just decays really really fast right now because I I told Decap I was like, hey man, I wanted to like decay really fast because it feels like you get that cool feeling of like high speed low speed. Um, it just ended up making the character feel like he doesn't really have a movement speed boost at all. So so, so stop giving suggestions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, is the first thing I'm hearing. What if she had no boots? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that that was his fault actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Well, this is this is interesting I think because Cassiopeia is one of the updated champions that. Uh, always saw a lot of, like, spot play in the pro scene, right? It was, like, you had dudes like Easy Hoon then and... Uh, yeah, it's counter most of the time. Who, who is it at MSI? One of the mid laners now. He's got, like, a pocket Cassiopeia or something. I want to say it might be, like, Maple or, or Xiaohu, but it, you always hear whispers. If someone's got a Cassiopeia in the pocket, they're like, oh, he could pull it out at any moment. Uh, but but in the end, right, it was just, what, she's kind of like a stat bot or something, like, at the time, like, didn't really seem as interesting then, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Like, the the... I think the character the character in pro play has been seen as kind of like an anti tank or like a sustain a crazy sustained DPS character to use when you know you can actually protect her and stuff like that. Um, I don't I honestly don't know if she serves that same purpose anymore with the new update as much. Um, so if you have a pocket pick Cassiopeia, I'm sorry because it's probably changed quite a <laughs> yeah. bit. Now you get to murder all the squishies instead of the tanks. It's <laughs> right. a lot yeah. of fun. I mean, the other big change we're doing is just kind of just making the W more usable again. I think the cooldown's really long. We were scared of hit, her locking down guys that needed to dash a lot for, you know, a lot of the lane, so we just pulled that cooldown down a bit. And then we also made that min, the min and max range uh, a bit more forgiving, uh, so you can cast it in a bigger range. You still can't cast it on your feet, because we really didn't want her to be able to just, like, throw it down on her feet and then, like, have people just not be able to move. Um, that's the main reason why we put it in there, just have that dead zone. Um, and we want to keep that. We just want to make sure she can use the W in interesting and powerful so ways. So you can close in on her. You're like, yeah, we want to, you want people to, like, if Xin Zhao dashes to you, that's your fault, right? You should have cut him off before he got to you or, or did something about it, so. In a lot of ways, it's similar to, to what's up with Aurelian, where it's like, you have this very powerful R button that will protect you in that case where Xin Zhao jumps on you, but it's supposed to be a big cooldown and it's supposed to be meaningful when they force it out of you. When you let them use, you know, a short cooldown, something that they can, you know, use in lane and then back up to their tower and then just come up and still have that safety, 
it it feels a lot worse to play against because it's like, well, I'm supposed to get on top of this person and kill them, but I can't force out a meaningful cooldown when I do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when when they're projecting that sort of threat at that range, you can't. Yeah, you, yeah. you need it to be on a long cooldown ability. I feel you. All right, well let's 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 go into fiddlesticks. Uh, fiddlesticks is a jungler. Aiden, mm-hmm. you got any thoughts about that? I mean, this 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 note doesn't seem that big. But how do you feel? Have you tried? Have you tried new fiddle? Oh yeah, no, he's a ton of fun. You get Moby Boots first item after you get. I just heard that's broken. When he was like, "Oh, it's a lot of fun." That's true. I thought Poppy was fun. I know you were like, "Like Poppy and Rexai are so much fun, guys." (laughs) (laughs) All right, but no, Uh, keep keep going. No, you you buy boots really early on. You stand in a bush and then you run at the guy at like 500 movement speed at level three. It just ends up being incredibly powerful. And now the fact that the bounces prioritize dream targets just makes it so that his damage is a little more reliable for you. So I think that Fiddlesticks in, is in a good place right now. Uh, probably a little bit too strong, to be honest. But, I mean, maybe it's a little deserved because people were talking about how Fiddlesticks just get, keeps getting shafted every patch, right? It's like, oh, he keeps getting nerfed by all these random things happening around him. And, yeah. no, he's really strong right now. And feels like a weird character in that way, right? Like He's always been, anytime we have a systemic change or we want to change like a jungle item or something, it's almost like he doesn't obey the laws of the rest of League of Legends in a way. Yeah, I mean, he's the one jungler who never auto-attacks ever. He's just sitting there draining the whole time. Yeah. He auto-attacks like once or twice in the beginning per camp. Yeah. So, I think yeah, a, he just breaks the rules, dude. He, he he gained a lot of power with that change. Purely, I think, based on the, the fact that the E is, one, bouncing a whole lot more, and then it's like bouncing reliably on the target you want to kill. I think this is this 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 change makes it so that he can it only bounces to the same target like three, three times, times instead of four, four, which is yep. pretty big if you think about it. So hopefully yeah. that'll. I mean that'll that's make something I hadn't considered because I I played him on PVE. I wrecked faces with him. I was like, this guy is so fun. I'm having so much fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just ruthlessly slaughtering people. Oh, yeah, as I remember, you, you played it in the Malzahar. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we fun. were on stream together. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that how Malzahar looked? Uh, actually yeah. balanced against I was, no, it was, Yeah, <laughs> I was killing. It looked balanced. Yeah. James was playing it, and then Decap sat down, and it was like, oh no, this is unbalanced again. <laughs> uh, uh, but Scarecrow, though. That's actually kind of interesting. So you're saying so so number of bounces seven to six, but that actually means like damaging your primary target is actually going to drop off yep. pretty significantly. That, that's the reason that it's like one bounce down is just like odd meant that you hit them four times rather than rather than three. So. Yeah, and it'll slow down the clear a little bit too, I guess. Yeah. A little so, bit. So in general, though, like how, what's what's kind of the balance read on Fiddle Six though? Is, is is he on watch? Is he overpowered? Underpowered? How do we feel? Well, I mean, we're nerfing him this patch because he's really, really powerful. Right. Um, so he'll he'll stay on watch, but I think Phil Sticks creates some really exciting moments in our game. The player on that ult is always just, like, really tense and exciting, and so we'll probably be okay with him being kind of strong and seeing him in some more games for a little while, but he'll he'll always be on our radar as long as he's, you know, posting those sorts of win rates. He's just really strong. Right. Number one win rate. Mark my words. Six ten. <laughs> Number one win rate jungler. Oh, yeah, a jungler? Oh. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually will take that bet because we just came from patch planning. So, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, also, real quick, uh, one of my favorite cosmetic changes Joe Lansford, uh, dude, kills it. Uh, Man Wolf Axe Boss, I think, on, on making all mm-hmm. these weird cosmetic changes. But this is, uh, I believe that's what he did. This is uh, if your character stops moving for five seconds, they freeze entirely. So, no animations at all. Fiddlesticks becomes an actual scarecrow. Yeah, just... we actually tried that internally before the six nine patch, but we uh, they, they found bugs that were horrible, so maybe we just right. fixed well. them all. <laughs> well, that's good. That's gonna be just really weird. Well. Credit to whomever credit is due, but it's that's really cool. cool. I like it. Uh, we we have a thing for fizz here. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but James, you you kind of made the call on this, so explain yeah. to people what the what this fizz thing it's is. It's probably it's not gonna be popular with people who get hit by this ability, but basically, uh, the the fish are chum the we call chum the waters. Yeah, chum, chum the waters. Yes. Chum the waters. Can no, the, the, the fish can no longer be dropped on the ground, even if you cleanse the slow. Um, um, basically just being consistent with the, the changes we've made to QSS, um, which I know are is very controversial overall. Um, we think it's going to make this character, uh, like, similar to the changes we made to QSS, just make them easier to balance in the long run, though I think it will be frustrating because we were removing an option that used to be available. Yeah. Um, it was just really weird last patch because, like, Garen and Evelyn are just, like, dropping fish on the ground. Yeah, that's the thing. For those of you who haven't seen weird. Fizz, that's actually the reason that this is happening in this patch is the changes to QSS... And the way that we like kind of configured debuffs and stuff in our game meant that if you could cleanse slows 
anywhere, which we give to a couple of different characters, you just drop the fish. Yeah. So there were just some like hard counters in a way that were just like made Fizz feel non-functional. Yeah. Some guy got really taken off guard when an Evelyn W'd and it dropped the fish and she just ran away. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well, it was, it was, it was, I think it was like posted. Uh, we became aware of it. It was like in Korea. It's like a, like some video has like, you know, almost a million views where they were like, a bug lost me this game. It was this thing. And then we noticed we're like, oh God, this, this thing technically happened, right? We got to, we got to yeah. find a way to address it. Working that. as intended. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely working, at, you know, with, with someone's intent at the time. But I think this is, this is kind of the unified, like, uh, this is, this is what we're trying to do overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. my girl. Your girl, small buff. But did, small who, buff. Who did you talk buff. to about this? What are you talking about? Like, how did who you did get you, this through? Who did you pay? <laughs> this is. Oh, I didn't need to pay. Wes, tell him this character. Uh, yeah, no, wh- why? T- tell him why we got to buff this character. Well, Alawi, uh, Alawi's struggling really hard on Winrate and has been for, I mean, most of her existence. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a really frustrating character, though. So it's a delicate balance because anytime she starts creeping up near like. I don't know, not even near 50. Like, her ban rate starts jumping up like crazy. People don't like playing against the mm-hmm. Lowey. It's uh, impressive. It is pretty impressive. So, uh, did, did I hear impressive? It impressive. is impressive. Yeah. Good, good we're all very impressed with you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> good job, dude. Yeah. I was very impressed by his. Yeah, by no. His well, this is. So, yeah. So, yeah I mean, I guess, like, it, it feels like she's kind of been sitting down in the dumpster for a little while. So, we've been slowly kind of feeding buffs back in as well as. Trying to do things to to reduce the frustration of playing against her. For instance, the E changes. I think last patch. Yeah, was it, was, it, was, it was hidden in six nine. Yeah, where it's just like, hey, you know, playing this dodge the tentacle mini game for sixty seconds is just like that's too much, yeah. man. That's so frustrating. And so yeah, condensing that sort of thing. And I think we'll keep seeing this sort of trickle where it's like small buffs and small game health improvements until we can get her into a spot that we're actually happy yeah. supporting. Basically, yeah. I mean, this is a character. I you know, I've, I've a ton of experience. I love playing this champion, but you. Know, Know, not everyone is as enthused as I am about playing Alawi and and uh you know the changes last patch I actually really like. I think they are they're a net buff, but I think uh that you know there there's a lot of weirdness going on in that for people who keep this ability at level one, the test of spirit, um you're not seeing the same kind of gains because you're not seeing the same frequency of the new vessel mechanic, right? It's significantly better in team fights, like it actually adds to your damage output like a fair amount. Uh, and we, we've always seen this thing where people will just max W because they're Guilty. just like, you do it too? Guilty. No, it's so bad. Okay, but it is, pe- yep. people will just max the move because they're like, oh, it just looks like an ability that I would want to max. It feels like Empower on jacks, like other on hits, right? You're just Yeah, like, I mean, it's an attractive level up in 6-9 where it's cooldown, down, damage up on one of your primary damage abilities, it's like, that looks like an attractive level up to most players. Yeah, yeah. and you get it's, the tentacle smack in there too in the lane. I mean, if I'm just trying to be oppressive in lane, I'm just going to level the thing that's going to help me smash this guy more reliably with a point and click, right? Yeah, and and it, this is just one of the, we did this for Caitlyn like a couple patches back too, right? Where it's like, you know, players really want to max this W, but uh, and in Caitlyn's case, it was people didn't want to max traps, but traps were just better, and so we were like, let's, change traps to get you to do the thing that is good for you right this it's like everybody's in a maze it's like here's the cheese like yeah. this way yeah we're kind of trying to be like look man take take this w leave it at one point max your tentacle move and then kill people i think i think it's about it uh moving on we, we got jinx jinx changes are interesting because jinx went from being on top of the world to basically mia yep. right and so and so this is uh this one is very specific and i, and I want to know sp- uh, about what we think the implications of this change are, but this is uh, at level one with no items or anything. Uh, you are at regular attack speed. Your your minigun and your rockets they shoot the same. Uh, but then once you start purchasing attack speed, you go back down to the to the scaler that was kind of happening then. So you know your your attacks are a little clunkier, as we say. They they come out a little a uh, little slower. Uh, does Jinx just come back? Is this the return of Jinx? Uh, possibly. I mean, so part of part of what's happening here is that we're trying to keep the impact of what um, what the a- attack speed, buying attack speed later in the game does to your rocket attack speed in place, where it's like uh, rockets are still benefiting less from attack speed with this change list, but we're trying to ease back on the level one. So it's like rockets were just in this place where it's like you just didn't even want to fire them early in lane because like your attack frame was so bad you got locked in your attack for a really long time uh and we're, we're trying to keep the 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 game health gains that we got from like you know 
Minigun is the big like attack speed thing that you do later in the game where you put out insane single target DPS and rockets are the thing you do at longer range for AoE. Um, but we want to fix that early game disparity where it's just like, man, rockets feel so bad that I don't even want to shoot them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I actually talked to August. August is Gypsy Lord. Yeah. Um, he we talked a lot about this change. I, I actually personally am a little worried, uh, not necessarily with the fact that we did it, but just more of, you know, when do we know... How good is good enough in terms of your attack frame early game? I mean, this is a long range attack. It's inherently kind of a little unfair, in, in my opinion. Um, so, what is when? When do we know we've got the right attack speed? Attack speed for the rocket is kind of a question. And so, you know, zero point sixty five is is a good guess, I guess. Um, but I think it's a little it's a it's slippery slope of just like you know, when do we just become a lane bully again or something like that? So, yeah. Well, this is for. I I want to kind of get you to expand on that a little bit because this is a conversation I had with. Uh, Feral Pony, Brian Feeney, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like a month or two ago when we were, uh, we were, it was actually uh, during a Talia playtest, the champ that's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, oh yeah, I couldn't hit any of her abilities, but last hitting on her was the smoothest thing in the world, and that scared me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for a long time, this kind of been invisible to a lot of you guys listening out there, but, you know, there's almost this, like, creep of, like, how smooth is my attack frame? Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. strong do we make our attack frame? I mean, like, Zyra came out and was, is she still 575 range? Uh, I think she, I is she? I can't remember if we went down to five. Yeah. But I remember when she came out, it was five seventy-five range and like the fastest attack frame in the game, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, of course she's gonna be like a dominant laner in a support, right? Because she just attacks you like so smoothly without almost interrupting anything at all. So, so you say there's like a slippery slope here. How big a concern do you think that this is in general when like making champions? Period. I think it's it's huge. I mean, like the way we work on our champions, like every single we give a lot of ownership uh, to each person making their champion, and they get to make a lot of the calls. I mean, there's a lot of like counseling and a lot of advising and things that go on. But you know, I think it it's really easy to fall into the trap of I want my character to feel really really smooth and be the fastest. You know, like and when you compare to some of the fastest attacks in the game, like Corky's and Lucian's, it gets really really wacky how fast these attacks are coming out. And it causes like interesting, or I don't know if it's interesting, but like balance problems where you know, really high level players are able to abuse these attack frames really, really, really well. Makes them hard to tune for for the higher versus you know normal play. And so, I don't know. I, I think it's a real a real fear, I guess, of mine. But I don't think this change is going to do that. I just think it's more of just like. What if this happens again on another character, and then another character, then another character? It's a snowball that in two years maybe maybe hurting us. I see. So. Uh, any thoughts, closing thoughts? Is Jinx back? Is she coming back? Do we think there are um, things that are going to keep her from coming back? I honestly don't know. Uh, these things are always very hard to judge when you see them on paper. Uh, and I think we just need to say, like, what success looks like when she does get released is that everybody is using all of her weapons. Because, like, Jinx has actually, like, four weapons, right? Yeah. She uses four different things. And that's part of her thematic is that people are going to be using all of them and actually swapping between them. You're supposed to be using switcheroo uh, kind of rapidly in lane and using it as as much as you can and i think that that's what success looks like is when jinx is actually embodying that whole she's got so many weapons and she's going crazy which one do i even use and then she's actually utilizing all of them to the best of their ability yeah Mm -hmm. well that's i mean that's going to be one to keep an eye on especially uh if you guys out there listening go ahead and you know leave us some comments or talk about jinx and how you feel about that but we're gonna move over to another one people are talking about a lot malzahar this is another one. James, help me help me with give, give me the champ up context here on on what we're doing for Malzahar and why. Uh, yeah, I mean the the, the passion out here is actually I don't know if it's tame or not, but like it's very simple. We were just going to nerf the the uh, shield cooldown, the passive shield cooldown in the early game during the laning phase. Uh, honestly, the hotfix did a lot to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly the jungle, the jungle Jungle Malzahar got a big hit, which was what we were intending. Um, but we still think the lane, lane Malzahar is actually a little bit too dominant. He's just a little bit too safe. And some matchups are just probably, are just nightmarish, honestly, against him. It's just like, I poke that thing off with what as Fizz. I'm not really sure, right? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of trusting you guys here because I have, I've not actually seen Malzahar in game. So banned. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I didn't get in on like the fabled day one when the word spread and, and got to play. Have you, what do you feel, Wes? Uh, so I have not gotten to play against him much on live either. Even on day one, he started picking up bands like pretty early. I think yeah. it was like a lot of videos hit yeah, like Reddit about him like, soloing dragon. So powerful. Uh, on paper, I really like this change because that the power that is loaded into that passive shield is just like really scary to me. It's really, really, really powerful, and I think that especially early in lane, like for certain matchups, is just like 
I think a lot of characters just feel completely, you know, useless against it. And so, uh, so I, I think that this is the right change to make, but, uh, I don't know if it does enough. I don't know where exactly he's going to land. It's going to be, it's going to be like a slow process of like getting him off the permaban train that that's always the case, right? Like yeah. player perception always takes longer to catch up to, to reality than, than reality does, right? I also think it's not just getting him off the perma band, but it's also having him be viable as well. Because yep. if he, I could see him falling off and then nobody plays him at all, right? And he goes back to being yeah, old. Yeah, there's Mal certainly Zahar. a change list that we could put like, out that, like, yeah. now just, everyone yeah. knows yeah. it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. Right? Monocost too high and stuff like that. Like, where, where's the line for Malzahar? Like, I don't actually know what success looks like for this champion. Like, is he supposed to be uh, viable in the jungle? Is that something that we want for him? Or is he just supposed to be in the lanes? I don't know. Do you have more insight on yeah. that? Uh, I mean, we the, we never meant for him to be as strong in the jungle as, as we did on the release. You know, that we wanted to preserve the ability for him to jungle because that was something he could do. And that's with the reworks. We actually want to make sure we don't just take away things when we don't. You know, we don't have a huge investment in whether it's there or not. I think um, he ended up being way stronger than we intended. Uh, we we have the data back on the jungle. He still seems actually decent, though probably nowhere near. Like as if, crazy. if you really are like one of those diehard Malzahar junglers, you can probably still do it. If that's really what you want to yeah. do, but you're saying it's not like far and away the best thing you'd be doing yeah. in the league yeah. right now. Yeah, it's it's still very safe, but it lost a ton of speed with the changes in the in the uh, hotfix. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Well, uh, another uh, potential controversial one, um, Master Yi. This guy, this guy, he's he's been on a train. He's been up and down over over this season for sure. But now we have Master Yi buffs. That's a slight bump in the AP ratio to meditate and. Uh, uh, extra true damage on hit for Wuju style. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start with the the bigger one, which is the Wuju style one, and then we can yeah. work our way to meditate. Wuju style, uh, bumping the true damage here uh, because this character was getting Say Devour very, very reliably uh, in past patches, and so he was triggering on hits a lot more than he seems to be right now. Uh, so when it came time to like, okay, wow, this guy's really struggling because he took a massive hit with this patch. He dropped mm -hmm. with, with Bloodraiser coming out and with Rageblade changes, both of which seem to have hurt the champions who bought them, and this dude bought both. So yeah. he, he got hit really hard, and uh, and we wanted to put some power back in there. The one thing we, we thought was like, okay, well, he's not triggering on hits as much. Maybe we can give him some damage back on that. Right. And this, I mean, this kind of... This one seems pretty open and shut to me, honestly. Is is you know we we were pretty open about hey we have Bloodraiser now we think you know Sated is this really weird uh, and kind of bad thing for our game that's like just disappear forever and then get a whole bunch of gold and then come back and then crush everyone when there's kind of no way for you to really be vulnerable. Yeah, um, I, I think this is also a good thing in terms of his damage palette moved because devourer had magic damage on it and Bloodraiser's physical so now he's all physical damage so getting him a little bit more true damage is going to allow him to be uh master yi again because right now he's kind of a, a gimped master yi he feels really easy to build against you're just like oh all armor and you, he does no true damage armor health i'm good mm -hmm. so i think that he should be able to shred through some people and have that carry ability I think it's interesting because I guess it's a sneak peek, but we are also buffing Bloodraiser this patch. Yep. Yeah. So he's getting kind of a little double buff. Yeah. I mean, he probably needs it based on what we see and how he's performing. But uh, yeah, I know I mean, a lot of people fast. out there are sad or are, are at least going to be sad when they see the U buffs. But I know, uh, you know, what I think you were saying, you mentioned it at least. It was like if you are a core user of either Rageblade or Sated Devour or both, we saw you drop something like four to five percent across the board. Yeah, and the the two who. Core bought both of them, or Master Yi and Xinjiao, and both of them dropped by far the most out of mm -hmm. any of the champions. Yeah. There. Not so. to mention Yasvad Nerfs in, in 6 9 because he was doing really, really well prior to that patch. Yeah. This is also the shout out to the meditate AP ratio yeah. change. <laughs> yeah. This I is... think you guys should probably explain what we're well, doing. Well, yeah. Well, well this, this actually works perfectly because Nocturne and Shivana are next on the list. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nocturne and Shivana also uh, have uh, new AP ratios on their abilities. So, uh, Wes, why do we want AP Shivana and AP Nocturne to be uh, sure. viable so mid lane? Sure, so we don't is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, AP Yi. Do I don't know. know. No, no, in. no. Uh, but seriously, it's it's not like hey, we want AP Yi back. Hey, we want AP Nocturne. We want AP Shivana. That's that's not the story here. Uh, the story is is that uh, we, we put out these these Rageblade changes, uh, and Rageblade is now the one with the Phantom Hit from from say a Devourer's passive, and the idea was okay, here's this cool item for people to use when they want to proc a lot on hit effects. 
and one of our designers, Gypsy Lord, August Browning, uh, came up with the, like, hey, a lot of the characters who want on hits don't have any use for the AP scaling that's on on Rageblade. So even if they want to build Rageblade to live their dream of like, hey, I'm going to proc my on hits a whole ton, it feels like there's this wasted stat on Ginsu's Rageblade. So, uh, so he went through this patch and looked at a number of characters and proposed some changes to AP ratios, and we took some of the ones that, that made the most sense where it's like, hey, you know, Master Yi probably does want this, and so a little bit more AP scaling wouldn't hurt him so that he can feel better about that stat when he chooses to build Ginsu's Rageblade. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, any of you out there who see this and are rushing to play AP Nocturne or Shivana, stop. Or don't. I mean, follow your dreams, no, go, really. Go. But yeah, go, go, <laughs> go, go, you magnificent yeah. uh, person. Uh, but Ginsu's plus Nasher's Tooth, do it. I think Nasher's Tooth would be pretty good as a combo. Right, this is a Zyrene brew. This I mean, is, uh, hey, man, Shivana gets extra on hit. Their LP is on your hands. Hey, don't play ranked. Look at that. Like, yeah. Now additionally scales with <laughs> point like, two don't five, be my game with this. Point uh, two so five that, ability that's, power that's on that's hit. That's a typo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's, it's, it's point zero two five. Yeah, it's point oh, zero two five. Quarter okay. of the, okay. the base down. I was yeah. like, point two five, you blow my mind. Nobody, don't do what I just said. Yeah, no. Completely disregard. I wasn't going to mention the typo because people at home don't got to know that I misplaced a zero. Well, as soon as I, have, I, haven't, I, haven't, yeah, I, I haven't mentioned any numbers yet, and this is the first number that I mentioned. And just so I don't know if any, if all of these are typos. All right, all right we're moving on. AP ratios, it's silly. Uh, Swain, Swain, another Ooh. champion that really just kind of dropped like a rock. Oh, right, and and, yeah. and he he got hotfixed. How do we know how the hotfix worked for him? It did a little bit for him, not a ton. He's he's still struggling really hard after the hotfix, but yeah. uh, it's helping a little bit. Uh, we also notice that players are still maxing their E first, and E is a really bad rank up now. So Yeah, public service Q. announcement. Max Q. Max Q. The whole point oh, of the yeah. changes was to max the Q. Because uh, E, uh, yeah, Torment is 20% amp all the time now, and the rank up is something like 20 damage for levels. I think it's, it's like, 30, but... It's yeah, really bad. It's, it's, it's really it's not not like a League damage. of Legends number. So is, that, do is that Max Q, Max W? Max Q, Max W. Max, max Q, Max W. Yep. Yep. So first off, do that if you're listening out there swinging yep. players. But this is this actually, I think, my pick for for like one of the big movers of this patch yep, in terms sure. of... Uh, so, so to break it down, if you guys what's happening, there's uh, some base, uh, some uh, health per level going up, which is... It's pretty fits, significant. Fits with kind of swing. number is pretty significant. I mean, it's a big number. It's 78 to 90. Right, so it's Not extra damn. twelve about thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but uh, ravenous flock uh, now it no longer does this uh, uh, percentage of the damage it deals. Uh, instead, it just has a flat number uh, that scales independently. And so this means that against people who have a ton of MR, you know, your Galios, your your uh, your Anka, your Echoes, your Poppies, everything that's kind of killing you in top lane right now, a Swain in the middle of a bunch of tanks is he looks very comfy. This patch, yeah, it's it's really weird to me because I we, I remember talking about this change for a long time. I mean, I'm talking about years ago, talking about like we we call this internally pre mitigation healing. Basically, we don't yeah. want the heal to be affected by the target's defenses. Otherwise, you know, sometimes you're healing for a hundred, sometimes you're healing for like two. Yeah, um, and this change is really cool to me. I just surprised that it, we hadn't done it before. Actually, that's one of the things that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Swain Swain went through some some weird testing where like we were pretty shocked by how low this guy released so we not sure exactly what happened there but i guess like at a certain point we felt like we had run out of power budget and so we didn't end up doing this change because typically changing your healing to pre-mitigation uh does some pretty big things for characters it lets them live in the middle of team fights just so much better than they than they used to um so yeah, we we did changes like this on Renekton like a year ago, that sort of thing. For these guys who are supposed to get in the middle of the opposing team and just mosh and feel comfortable draining off of whoever they can drain off of. Yeah, also shout out to all the people buying Mortal Reminder. They are right. And also, <laughs> yep. Morellonomicon is much more appealing now, so people are just buying that, even if it's something that they didn't buy originally, because 100 AP is really good. Like, that's something that Fizzes yeah. were talking to me about, where they're like, oh, I can eat and kill the backline because I have 20 more AP than I did before. Yeah. I, I've even just started buying an Executioner's Calling in top oh, yeah. and just sitting on it. Like, on Olaf, I'm just like, 800 oh, yeah. gold to make Mundo's healing? <laughs> like Maokai? What yeah. is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually crazy. The the more this is a good patch for Mortal Reminder, and yep. maybe maybe every patch was a good patch for Mortal Reminder, but I think this one especially. People didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's the two people out there who feel super validated right now. They're like, I knew. Fifteen percent increased damage, or right. do you want I'm, to increase everyone's damage? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on yeah. ahead because you know we we have some really really minor things, and uh, I want to get to uh, our next three, which are all 
uh, some of the big mages, Velkoz, Vladimir, and Zyra. Uh, you know, this, still still living in the kind of the the bucket of mid-year mage update follow-up. Uh, Velkoz, uh, ratio up. Yeah, I mean, this right. was really uh, on, straightforward. On passive and R, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's a ton to say here. Right? There's not so much to say. I, th- I think the character, we we made it harder for you to achieve, you know, passive procs, and I think we just underestimated slightly what he what he would come out as. But he is honestly not struggling that hard. I don't know he's he's weaker than before, but this is why we're giving him a little bit of power, hopefully, to scale into the late game and just blast dudes. So yeah, Velkaz has always been propped up by huge base damages, and mm-hmm. it seems like the the rework kind of toned those back a little bit so we have some room to give them some AP ratios. Feels pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Keep building AP. Keep feeling good about it. Uh, Zyra, uh, before we get to Vlad, Zyra also pretty cut and dry. Uh, You can, you have a longer window of time before you can uh, step on seeds. Uh, Specifically only the ones brought for the passive, I think. But yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just basically, right now they have like a little invulnerability time where the enemy can't stomp on them immediately. Otherwise they would just constantly get stomped all the time. 1.5 seconds. Um, That's one second. Just a lot of them. So we just thought, hey, opponents should be able to play against it more easily. And so... If you really want to get them with, you can still have your W's, RS, so yeah. you'll be fine. This one's weird, too, because I, I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, the play is, like, step on the seeds and she can't do it. But then I think, like, I don't want to go near a seed. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to put plants there and then root my body and then kill me. That's the game. Yeah. So, I guess, well, I mean, this really kind of stops it if, like, a, a seed spawns, like, right next to you. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, oh, I can go dive on it before before anything really bad happens. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir's a big one. I've been playing a lot of Vladimir. Much to the uh, the disdain <laughs> of my teammates, but yeah, uh, uh, I've I got a couple wins on him now. But Vladimir is another guy that I think uh, similar to the Swain thing. I think a lot of people are just kind of doing it wrong because if you've played Vlad since ever since he came out in season two, your max Q, I think Emax is just far and away superior, at least to me in my opinion. I think it depends on what you're building first. I think the AP builds, like if your first spy is like a needlessly large rod, you're better off maxing Q. But if you're going for a spirit visage or you go for the giant spell that goes into your Rylice, the the Emax seems to be better from yeah. what I can tell. Yeah, it just it has felt like it's really, really strong, and so a lot of people aren't really catching up to that. Also got a hot fix. Uh, I think he, he also got a little bump, but maybe not something too huge. Uh, the bug fixes are going to be big, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've killed like three Vlads while they're in pool. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There, there's a yeah. So, so there's some big there's some big changes in here that that we should talk about. Um, uh, e, uh, if you were charging tides because you can charge tides of blood while you're in your pool, which is actually like pretty sweet. Yeah, I died uh, and it actually, but uh, scared me one time. <laughs> yeah, but but if you if you let go uh, of your tides of blood while you were in your pool, it'll pop you out preemptively, which yeah. which yeah. is uh, not a thing that uh, you would expect to happen. And certainly has led to a lot of Vladimir's dying. So that's that's gone. That is now that is that is fixed. That's removed. He he basically wins all those duels now, where everybody's like you're like 10 HP left, and then he pulls, and the guy's just waiting to hit you as soon as you come up. Now you have to run away from him because he's yeah. charging tides of blood, and he's going to yeah. kill Which you. Which for while this he's character is like, I also think it's it's funny because he baits way harder now. Yes, right. His health is fluctuating like mad, and so yeah, like when crazy. yeah, when you lose on Vlad, it you're going to lose hard, and yeah. and when you win on Vlad, it's going to feel like there was nothing you could do, you know, because uh, you live or die in those really quick, uh, like high tense moments, uh, and so I'm honestly not surprised that he's been hovering around forty percent. You know, with some some of the weirdness that's yeah, also going people on are kind of confused what to build now because they went for the vamp all the time with the hextech revolver and yeah, that's gone kinda, now in the woda. You had your cookie cutter get the spell vamp item, right? Yeah. Now it's like there's actually a lot of items that uh, are really good on you. Go gunblade because it still has it. Yeah, I've been doing forty five percent CDR and storm raider surge, which has felt you, storm raider surge on every champion. Scar- Look, man, <laughs> it's, Scarzard, please. When it stops being a fun mastery, I'll stop taking it. But. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think, yeah, the, the last thing, the, the real big thing for him, right, is uh, healing uh, on the ultimate was another one of these Vladimir or, uh, Swain situations where it would just heal you for 50% of what it did. Um, I, I think that's a typo. I'm not sure. I thought Slash told me that it did a pre-mitigation calculation. Yeah, yeah I think it, it does it's half of this. Okay, it, so, yeah, so yeah, it's it was always pre-mitigation, but, yeah. but now it is 100% up front, and then it's 50% beyond the first. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can, if you hit a five-man ult, you're healing 300% of your ult yes. damage. Whereas if you hit big. two people with this, you're doing the same healing as if you had hit three people previously. Yeah. But so. then when you hit four people, it's actually uh, 
I think it's only it's you're just like, you're, you're I think one it's the person, same amount. Yeah, you're well, you're one person behind, right? Because it used to be fifty percent of the ult, and now it's the full ult, and then fifty percent for each. Yeah, player. it was fifty percent of what this value was, and then it ends up. Uh, I didn't think did it actually have a drop off on it per person hit before. No, I didn't think it did. No, yeah. it didn't. So, yeah. so it was just fifty percent per person hit. So the yeah. first person. Okay, so it's one more, one more. So regardless, yeah. you're cool. healing more. Uh, PSA on Vladimir Vladimir players ult early. <laughs> that is a long time. You got to wait for for that heal to come back to you. But when it does, you will get that second wind. Uh, all right. So we're we're skipping on down. Uh, let's talk about dragons. We have uh, a, a change to the mountain drake and a change to the ocean drake. Uh, mountain drake. This this one I think it was actually it was actually a, a bug, uh, but it has come up a lot uh, in my games at least where uh, it was it was amping true damage, the damage that you could do. So you have guys getting outsmited by someone lower level than them. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that was just never supposed to happen. It's supposed to help you take objectives as a team, but in terms of like giving you a, a smite edge, that kind of corrupts the like the smite fight gameplay. So yeah, so we we kind of wanted to just yeah. so that's dial that. So back. that's gone. That's out of there. Uh, the big the big one is Ocean Drake. Everyone knows the overpowered Ocean Drake. I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade, right? This thing is. You get the second one, it feels like you've locked the game away. You get the third one. I I have never lost a game with three ocean drakes. But you also have three. three yeah, I was drakes. I was like, did you get yeah. three ocean drakes because you were already winning? Or remember that? <laughs> right. I mean, well, did that. you get that second ocean drake because you got the first ocean? <laughs> this drake? is too. Um, <laughs> All right. How yes. far back can we? This is getting those? spooky. But but this is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's out of combat now. you got to be out of combat with champions and towers for eight seconds. So no more in fight heal baiting right and this is something that i felt like actually was making uh because you know we talk about kind of the new meta golem these like tanky builds of like spirit visage uh swiftness boots iceborne sunfire right and it's just, like throw that build on almost anyone and it's going to work and and each one of those items now has been changed or altered or hit but when you have something like a fizz top lane who has such good avoidance of damage and then every 12 seconds he's just getting a huge amount of his missing health i feel like it disproportionately touches those types of champions yeah i i agree i think it affects everyone pretty substantially though like i i don't as soon as we started seeing it more and more on live where it was just like someone like commits to a kill or like backs off of someone dying to ignite and then it's like ocean drake heals like it's just like oh wait no that's not what we wanted from this (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah So I, I think that was never intended to be part of the the strength of this. This is supposed to be the attrition dragon where you feel good about poking in siege situations, regardless of which side you're on. Yeah. I mean, this this looks on paper just like a huge nerf to it, but I don't I don't know what how do the numbers compare in terms of the actual missing health and mana? So on live, it's ten percent missing health and mana all the time, but it's mm-hmm. eighteen, twelve, and six seconds is what mm-hmm. scales. Mm-hmm. Now it's uh it's Every every eight seconds, uh, or I'm sorry, it's it's every five seconds if not damaged by a champion or tower in the last eight seconds is how it works. But it, it's four, eight, and twelve percent missing health. So at, every eight seconds. Yeah. No, no, no. I I got this thing wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's that's, okay. that's why I'm telling you the thing that is correct. Okay. okay. So yeah. it's the other way around. Yes. Gotcha. So uh, so there are actually some cases where I feel like this can be stronger. Uh, like in a laning situation, right? If you're able to, oh, yeah. like, especially top lane, you shove up, you just yeah. hang back, and you're kind of Garen now. Yeah, it, we'll see. It, it's a big hit for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But playtesting it, it still feels strong. I still like. I don't know if it's just confirmation bias to towards what I do on live, but mm-hmm. I'm still like, ooh, Ocean Drake, let's go. I want that. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, top laner too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, if you shove the guy out of top lane, he backs. And then when he walks back to lane, you're full HP again because yeah. you got at least five. Or at least a lot closer, one. right? You know, you're really close to oh, yeah. off at that point. All right. Um, then, yeah, we're, we're down to the last three here before we close out. We got Blood Razor. Right. So this is, we, we previewed it a little bit when we were talking about Yi, but what what is the deal? What's going on with Blood Razor? Everyone who bought it dropped a lot. <laughs> yeah, <that's> so, a, <laughs> surprise! It's, it wasn't yeah, very so, good. So, so the the values on on this item fluctuate a lot during testing, and I think we we ultimately just like landed in a spot and forgot about it, and it was too low. I, I guess is my feeling on it. it like the, this thing just feels like it's not serving its purpose to the people who are buying it. So it needed some stats adjustments, and so we're giving it power back because they all definitely yeah. dropped it's to the point where i when we first got the data back in my games i was like hey don't buy it <laughs> the, the the like kindred jungle i'm like go warrior just it's 
probably better for you. Don't get yeah. this thing, right? Yeah, because, I, yeah. It's hard to, I, I actually understand, like, it's easy for me to understand how we undertuned it a bit, just because the way attack speed characters work when they're winning, it's it's really brutal. It just feels like a constant pressure, and, like, yeah. they're just snowballing way ahead, and they feel like they're never really running out of ammo, quote-unquote. Um, and so I, I, I could see how we undertuned this a bit, and I think yeah. we're just doing the right move by making it stronger. It's a significant buff, so... Try yeah. buying it. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of people didn't stop buying it, right? But but now, hopefully, it'll be a lot better. <laughs> Don't. And I think this one is interesting, because uh, I want to talk about Bloodraiser proper for just a sec, which is uh, I'm not used to having my attack speed jungler interact with the game early on. <laughs> Real talk, right? It's like you. It's like now they're finishing it, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, I guess so. I guess I'll go fight people now with my with my with my item, mm-hmm. right?" And it's like, so so I actually don't know what this will do. Like, I know yes, it will make them some amount better, right? Because people who relied on it went down, right? But um, it's crazy to me to think that uh, that the landscape of who is even good within those attack speed junglers changes because you know maybe the people who want to farm harder aren't making as big. Uh, a deal of the fact that you can complete it and fight early or something like Nocturne, right? It's like, oh, I got it, and now I'm just going to go yeah, hard. like Nocturne and, and Xin Zhao are probably just like, sweet, now I don't have to farm up this stupid thing, whereas like Yi and Udi are like, I guess it's time to fight. Oh, whoops, I was supposed to farm for another three minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's interesting how that changes the dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a little bit worried about this because if it ends up hitting well, the notorious smites end up in lane, it could happen again. Because we saw, you think so? I, I just ran into a Kog'Maw taking Smite in the bot lane. Killed Krugs with Smite, got to lane, got level 2 very quickly, and then he just proceeds to wreck the entire game. And then I checked the guy's OP.GG. He does it on Tristana as well. He does it on Vayne. And this could hit that threshold because you get that, you get Runans, you get Ginsu's. Especially on Kog'Maw, that's a lot of percent HP damage that you're dealing. That's crazy. That's a shocker. I've never thought of that. Yep. What do you? What was that? Red Smite too. It's great. Oh my lord! All right. Yeah. Well, I've if, seen it on live. It's, yeah, you've seen it. I have seen it once. Yeah. Is this the sleeping giant? Is this the thing that that we are? Are we testing this? I don't this know. Dark god. This Smite Kogma. <laughs> it, it could be. I mean, if anyone can do it, it's Kogma. Yeah. He procs procs on heads twice as much. So yeah. dude is dude's yeah. a monster. All right. Yeah. Just a little scared. Yeah. The Tristana, I'm not as sold on, but the Kogma for sure. I know. Yeah. Definitely sounds like yeah. I mean, he he fundamentally breaks one of the rules of our game and the attack speed cap, yep. right? So if anyone's gonna do some crazy stuff. It's probably him. And then the last last thing we got here, uh, summoner spell changes. We don't often see these. Yeah. It's kind of rare. I mean, Why is that? Well, it's tough because we balance everything else around them. It's kind of this thing where, like, uh, like, champions are kind of at the forefront of, like, things that we can, like, understand within all the surrounding systems around them. And then it's like, okay, and then we, like, balance the items, like... next layer down and then it's like okay and then there's like the jungle beneath that and then like lane minions and stuff then like summoner spells are all the way at the bottom it's like well if we change the crust of the earth yeah Yeah, it's just like so many things are just relying on them but there were a couple that we just felt needed to have a bone thrown to them because they kind of kind of just sucked ghost and barrier no one no one really wants them right now Uh, except for like a couple people who uh you know Ghost in particular, it's like, okay, Olaf takes this sometimes. Yeah, Hecarim is like a user of it. Yeah, we definitely have some ghost users out there. But this, yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a good point, which is we kind of normally balance the rest of the game around summoner spells. And so I I think these are like sleeper changes in that I think you won't see many people adopting barrier up front. Uh, But, you know, it sounds like there are actually, at this tuning, that there are a lot of matchups where it's probably good to do so. Yeah. Right, especially because now it's uh, it's shorter cooldown than ignite. Every time the enemy laner is going to all in you, you will have barrier, just hundred percent. Right, uh, especially if you are the kind of champion who would ever wanted to take uh, insight in the uh, I guess it's the resolve tree uh, or uh, Ionian boots of lucidity. Right, you get the cooldown reduction on that thing. It's going to be pretty low. Are you kind of I don't know. I'm interested to see. Do you do you think that heal is out of contention with this or? I, I think bot lane will still take heal. It impacts both people in the lane. It still provides comparable yep. value. It gives you the haste. I, I don't expect that this will supplant heal in bot lane, but I think that this gives a, a stronger option for people if they find themselves in a bad matchup playing against, like, oh, sh- sh- shoot, it's a Zed, and I wasn't yeah. prepared for it. Yeah, it's so. that mid laner who can't exhaust the guy fast enough. <laughs> he yeah. has to take the barrier. Um, I do think that the reason that these two spells have actually been 
uh, really underused is that they compete for design space here. They compete against Heal, they compete against Flash, and those just have more uses overall, where Heal, you can use it offensively, defensively. Barrier, it's only defensively. And Ghost, this one's a little bit different because Flash, you can use it to get away, you can use it to get over a wall, you can use it to make a play, you can use it to actually do these many different things, and it allows you freedom there. Whereas Ghost is, I have to do it and run at somebody or run away. Yeah. Right. So that one still has options, but it's honestly just more movement speed. It's it's not as creative. You can't do things that you, you actually break the rules of the game with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Flash's instant value is just hard to compete with. Yeah. Ghost yeah. is kind of overtime, but yeah, it's got a lot of overtime though. Ner- I was looking at that. The buff it looks pretty significant. So. Yeah. The the other facet to the ghost thing too is that uh, distortion left the game, and uh, mm. distortion was allowing anyone who went for ghost to get distortion that bumped the movement speed from twenty seven to forty percent. So. We felt like, hey, we can give this back to them in a different way, even with Boot and Chance gone. Yeah, th- this is going to be scary, though, because those Singed that take the Summoner mm-hmm. spell top, I'm seeing Singed use, what is that? It's 180 seconds, three-minute cooldown on Ghost. Plus, if you get the Resolve Tree, you go down that way. Oh, oh and he you, will. Oh, he's gonna, <laughs> he will get all of it. He's going to have basically a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute cooldown Ghost and we reach his mid late game, that's going to be a little bit ridiculous. 45% increased movement speed. Well, if you are one of the 10 singed players oh, th- listening. No, there's a lot of them now. <laughs> there's there's been, a lot of them. All 10 of them. They've oh, multiplied? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, that's, especially with the uh, the Roa, catalyst changes, Catalyst's the ROA Roa. changes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, I mean, it sounds like it might be a good time to be a singed player. I don't know if I'm if I'm really happy to put that out there in the universe. Yeah, and, I, for and one, welcome our Overlord well, Dyer's back. want to put it out. You're just... Hey, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. If singed does become a thing, I can blame Aiden. Yeah, this is... Last kind of thing I, I want to say on Ghost is interesting is Ghost is like a skill. It's like an actual hard summoner spell to use correctly you know, because flat, I mean, you were talking James, the instant value of flash, right? It's it's flash tibbers, right? Flash alt. Like, we almost always, like, parenthetical flash on any engagement spell in the game, right? Like, it's hard to imagine fights without flash, but Ghost is one where if you use it too early because of the time that it will take for you to get in range, your opponent can sometimes just walk away. Now you've wasted your summoner spell, right? Like knowing exactly when to turn it on an engagement. I I used to love when mid laners uh, or certain mid laners would take Ghost Flash yeah, and like really masterful rise, use of Ghost Flash. Rise, yeah. yeah, even seeing like which one they use in this gank or or to survive this gank, right? Because sometimes they blow one and not the other, and that's like a really interesting kind of almost tipping their hand to like, oh, they want that flash for when they gank bot lane or they, they want that ghost to chase down their opponent, something like that. Yeah, ghost was actually more of your defensive summoner spell when you didn't want to use flash Yeah, <laughs> because it's better later. I think later. I can live if I use ghost. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I think this is going to become because I remember like the last time I actually used ghost was like season three in the jungle. Like everybody, yeah, wa- every- you only have one summoner spell. Over yeah, there, everybody so. wants to flash over these walls and stuff like that. So when you get a champion like Olaf who just barrels through stuff, you're like, I have a three minute cooldown uh, uh, summoner spell. They have a five minute cooldown one. So you gank them once, you know that their flash is down, and then you come back three minutes later, and there's nothing they can do about that gank. And that's what I think would end up happening with this if it ends up power creeping into our game. But that's uh, that's not a bad thing, right? Well. It uh, so far, I mean, I mean, that's that's it. We made it through the whole patch notes. That's six ten. Uh, took a decent amount of time, but not not the longest time uh, at all. So, uh, in general, I'm excited to play six ten. I think, especially uh, as a Vlad player uh, and and a a potential Swain player, there are some things there's some things to be excited about. I think in here for me. Um, what do you guys think? How, how do you feel about six ten overall? I think like uh, the patch after you know the always the big splashes is is always a huge relief because we're kind of trying to get back to like that more stable that stable foundation that that you know league is usually at, um, and so I think this is going to be a huge step towards that, and then also yeah just abuse whatever thing that we overbuffed this patch <laughs> yeah which which sounds like uh, it sounds like singed and uh, smite <laughs> skirmisher saber kogma bot lane is yes. uh, is is a- Aiden's picks for for things to play. <laughs> um. I think that with this patch, when I look at something like 6.9, I get very overwhelmed at those patch notes, and I go a little crazy, and I get scared of playing the game. And then I actually just dive in, I play it, and I realize, oh, it's the same game. Some things have changed. It's going to be a little bit awkward. But I ended up loving it even more than I thought I would. And I actually developed a little bit more trust when I saw things like hot fixes. 
for multiple champions where I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to pull these guys up very quickly. They're going to push those guys down when they're too high. And I was like, okay, if this is something that we're doing more and more, then I'm very comfortable with kind of allowing you guys to blow the game up and put it back together again because it's showing that the hotfix is going to come in and actually save some people, and then this is going to be paying attention to the right places. So I think 610 is, on top of the hotfixes, a really good patch, and I think that the game is honestly really fresh for me right now. Yeah, I, I don't think we ever intend to have a hotfix, but yeah. but it is it is definitely there if we need it. Yeah. We will break the glass. It's one of those things. It's a trust fall, right? Yes. Now I know that you guys are there. <laughs> it's more, it's more like we let you fall first, and then and then we pick you up. With the <laughs> Cassiopeia is like, save me. Falls <laughs> over. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, for all you guys out there, thank you for sticking with us. This has been your six ten patch rundown. Uh, Shout-outs to my guests, Zyrene, Smash Gizmo, and Static for joining me this time and talking everything over. Uh, and for you guys out there who who enjoyed it, let us know. If you didn't enjoy it, if you have constructive feedback, uh, go ahead and leave it here in the comments section. Uh, and then, I guess, you know, give us some upvotes on SoundCloud or iTunes or, or however you're listening to this. Uh, send in your GameCube are, are you controllers, no. and Wes will sign them for you, probably. Uh mm. I, I think Maybe. he will. Yeah, he, would, he would be flooded. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, that's it for all of us, and we will see you for 611. 